What are the options when carrying a firearm? What are the best ways to carry your firearm? We're going to talk about that when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better, because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. We're going to be talking about a subject today that concerns a lot of folks, and what we're going to be talking about here is considerations for and ways of carrying a firearm daily. Now, there's a number of reasons for owning a firearm. It can be hunting, sport shooting, competition, collecting, and self-defense is only one reason. But now there's some questions that have to be answered before carrying a firearm for defense. And this is absolutely a personal choice, but you must answer the question can I take another's life in the defense of my life or my family? That's a hard thing to think through. I told you about the lady that told me that she didn't think she could shoot anybody. And then I talked to her. She had teenage daughters and I asked her if she could do that to protect. And she came back to me later and she said that I had convinced her that she absolutely could shoot somebody if necessary in defense of her daughter. Okay. Yeah. I mean, sometimes becoming a parent is what puts people over that line. I know it was for me. Prior to having a child, I was neutral and maybe falling a bit more to the, eh, you know, mindset of carrying a firearm. I certainly did not own one. I certainly did not carry one. And I had a rather dim view of the necessity of firearms until I became a parent. And when I became a parent... Something snapped, I guess, in a good way in my mind because I began to realize that I was in charge of this little person Mm -hmm. and I had to do whatever it took to protect and defend her. I put her above me even. Oh, every mother does. Well, most mothers do. Any sane mother does. Right. And that's just one of the questions that we must answer. Could I pull that trigger if I'm faced with it? Could I pull the trigger? Mm -hmm. Because that would not be the time to freeze. Second question before carrying a firearm for defense is, am I willing to train to become proficient with my firearm? So what if the answer to either of those questions is no? Then don't carry a firearm for defense. Okay. It would be detrimental to you for that matter. So you can't use a firearm to just scare someone. You need to know the laws. You need to know all of the situations that make a justifiable or an unjustifiable shooting. You need to know when you can and cannot present a weapon. You can't pull a weapon and use it to bluff. Exactly. So if the answer to either is no, then don't carry a firearm for defense. Makes sense. 
All right, talk about our sponsors. We do have sponsors tonight. We are sponsored by ProLine Digital Group. This is a web hosting and graphic design firm. They certainly are in charge of what they've done for us for web hosting and graphic design and logo design. And they also can uh, offer qualified digital leads Mm -hmm. for your business. We often reach out to people that are self-employed, for example, a landscaper or a potter or a gardener or maybe a babysitter or whatever their business might be or their organization, their church, their school. If you're someone that is an individual who needs web design or qualified leads, or if you're an organization that could use web hosting, web design, or an app design, then ProLine Digital Group is the group for you. You know, the way we see things going now, I can see their digital lead generation being great for, say, a babysitter. Mm -hmm. Somebody's looking for a babysitter in the neighborhood, and this would take them right to that. And I can see that babysitter having an app where you could schedule the nights that that babysitter is sitting with your child directly on the app. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, we live in a wonderful age of technology. Now, our second sponsor for tonight is Jim Curtis Knives. We've talked about Jim Curtis Knives a number of times. I do own two of those that Krista has given me in the last several years. I do enjoy both, and both are intended to be working knives. Even though they are beautiful, they're just as functional as they are beautiful. And every knife that Jim Curtis builds comes with a lifetime guarantee. It comes with a lifetime sharpening. And it comes with two Band-Aids because, yes, they really are that sharp. They sure are. Now, speaking of Jim Curtis, let's talk about this giveaway that we're doing of three sets of autographed books that were written by Krista and myself. And the way that you enter into that contest for the drawing for the books is you go to Jim Curtis Knives' Facebook page, you scroll down, and you find the the knife that has the five-digit code written on a piece of cardstock. It's very prominent and easy to spot. It's very easy to spot. And you get that five-digit code, and then you email that to us, and you are entered into the contest. Yes, and that contest is going to carry on. Uh, It actually started, and it's going to carry on through April 24th, I believe. That is correct. The end of business Actually, that's a Sunday. Mm -hmm. So Sunday, midnight, uh, the contest ends, and then we will have a random drawing. You don't need to send your contact information other than, obviously, we'll have your email address, which we don't sell. But, you know, we could get a dollar a piece for those things. Don't sell them. Don't do it. I'm not selling them. Uh, uh, Resist the temptation. (laughs) We don't want someone it, selling ours. And, and we we're just, you. we're playing around here. We would never sell your information, give it away, loan it out, or share it in any way. But we don't even need your mailing address at this time. We will notify the winners. And at that time, you will need to provide some type of mailing address. And this is not limited to the continental United States. It could cost us some money, but we're going to cover the postage wherever in the world the winner is. So good luck and enter. Now, let's get back to some of the things that we need to know about carrying a firearm and how to carry that. You know, every firearm being carried must be in a holster. You know, I didn't always understand that. 
Well, explain why that is. Well, I, I just, back then, I didn't think about it. And I honestly carried this little North American Arms five-shot twenty-two. It was a backup to my backup. It was always in my right pocket. And I carried it without a holster. You know, I've even seen movies and TV shows where the... He might have been a good guy or a bad guy. Just took the handgun and just stuck it right down in their belt, right in front of their belly button, just plain. And I thought, that looks dangerous. They call that Mexican carry, and I don't know exactly why. You saw it in the old westerns when some of the Mexicans would do that, but you saw some of the the bad guys especially doing that. But one of the reasons that you want it in a holster, and it has to be in a holster, is to protect that trigger. Yes, Especially on a revolver, if you accidentally pull that trigger, it could fire. You know, if you reached in your pocket for a loose gun, you might grasp it the wrong way Mm -hmm. and bang, bang, ouch, ouch. Now, one of the things I found is that I would have to clean my little pistol out every now and then. And we're talking a one-inch barrel, Mm -hmm. and it would have little lint bunnies in it. Yeah, pocket dirt. Pocket lint, pocket dirt. Mm -hmm. And so that holster keeps those lint bunnies out of the barrel. Yeah, that's important. Also would protect the firearm from any kind of scratching or damage that might happen with whatever else you're carrying in your pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, people carry their knives and their change, maybe a paper clip or whatever. You never know and what's in somebody's pocket. You just don't want to mess up your gun. That is true. So it protects that firearm. Now, here's something that I did not completely grasp until I actually did it. And that was getting a quality gun belt, a gun belt that is designed for supporting the weight of a gun. See, a gun belt is not just a regular belt. Well, it looks like a regular belt, but it's made differently. I know. It will either have two layers of leather that are crossed so that it gives it more support. Some of them even have stiffener in there. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about the police gun belt kit. I'd been wearing one of those things for years, but we're talking about off duty, going where we go. And quite honestly, I carry a handgun every day. And we are recording this on Sunday afternoon on Easter Sunday. And this morning I wore a two inch five shot 38 revolver. And I wore the same belt I'm wearing right now, and it looks kind of like a dress belt. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. But I really learned how much difference that gun belt makes when I finally broke down and bought one. See, it's designed to support the weight of that weapon. You know, because guns are can be a little heavy in the hand. So you can imagine carrying it on a belt itself. The regular belt that you would buy just for clothing wear is not designed to bear the weight of both the holster and the gun. It won't do it and not do it very well. It may hold it up. But one of the things about a belt made to be a gun belt is that it will help relieve the pain in your hips and your back because of the better support. I see. It spreads that load across your waist. And it also prevents the holster from like flopping in a bad Mm -hmm. direction or getting a bit of a curl or sagging, you know, because it Mm -hmm. just puts it out of placement for your hand for where you want it when you want to draw it. And I I used to wear, you know, uh, not 
cheap but not expensive either belts that I got out of the box store, the clothing store. And the belts wore well, but when you put a firearm on it, it began to sag. It began to be more painful. And I'm not one known for carrying lightweight weapons. For years and years and years, I carried a 1911. Yeah, that was a pretty sizable gun. That's a pretty sizable gun. (laughs) And I've carried Glock 17, fairly sizable gun. Mm -hmm. And for me to actually carry a 2-inch 38, that was a relatively lightweight gun for me. Yeah, exactly. But even carrying heavy guns, that gun belt has helped over the years. Now, the one I'm wearing right now came from the Beltman. They do make very high-quality gun belts. Now, I think I'm going to try one from Crossbreed Holsters. I have several of their holsters that I wear, and they are very comfortable, and we'll talk about those in a minute. But I think I'm going to try a gun belt from CrossbreedHolsters.com. And what I've looked at on their site They are beautiful, and if you're interested in either of these, both Beltman and Crossbreed Holsters is linked on our website. So go check them out. You know, you need to purchase the very finest quality holster that you can afford. It really does make a difference in your comfort and in the protection of your firearm. Yeah, I mentioned carrying that 1911 back many years ago. And I think I bought that gun probably in 80, 81, 82, somewhere right in there. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be able to wear it under a t-shirt, which is not that hard to do. And I bought then what was a very slim, single clip leather inside the waistband holster. And back then, this is late seventies, early eighties. And I paid about 10 bucks for it. And I was never really not aware of that gun being there. Why is that? Because it pinched, it hurt, and it just, it was not well designed, at least by today's comparison. And then later I purchased a crossbreed super tuck inside waistband. And I think I purchased that one in 2010. Now I paid about $65 for it and it has been worth every penny of that. Oftentimes, carrying that same 1911, I forget it's there. It's because it's comfortable for you. It's comfortable. And I've carried it for as long as 14 hours at a time, you know, all day plus some. Mm -hmm. And it's still just as comfortable as it was when I put it on in the morning. But I'm wearing that crossbreed super tuck and I'm supporting it with a real gun belt. So it's comfortable. And I've purchased additional inside waistband crossbreed super tucks for other weapons that we have. And I'm about to add another one. Talk about some of the better quality leather holsters. I know you've got some name brands that you've got some um, understanding of. So share that with us. I really like a solid leather holster for an outside the waistband carry Mm -hmm. like I'm wearing right now. And I'm actually, and I know you folks can't see this, but I'm wearing a Safari Land that's built for this particular firearm. Safari Land makes good ones. I've been carrying Safari Land for over 40 years. Galco makes some great ones. DeSantis makes some great ones. And these are production holsters. 
Now, there are a lot of custom holster makers that can design a holster for you and make it specifically to your specifications, but those are more expensive because they are custom built. But any of the leather holsters quality are really, really good for outside waistband carry. Now, what I don't like is I almost call them foam rubber, but they're available and they're very popular in at least one of the big box stores, but they're very soft and flimsy and they have either one clip or one strap and they just don't protect the gun and they're not comfortable. So don't get the flimsy, uh, almost foam type stuff. It's foam and nylon really is what it is. I think it's foam inside, nylon on the outside. But Did they uh, make that maybe just for a price point? It is for a price point. They are very, very inexpensive. and Not worth it, really. I went through a couple of them and actually wound up throwing them in a trash can because I wasn't going to carry them. Oh, wow. Now, they also make Kydex holsters. You know, Kydex is kind of a plastic type stuff. And it's very moldable, and they can mold it to fit that particular weapon. Our duty holsters are actually Kydex, and they're level three retention, and they're molded. They protect the gun. They hold the gun, and they're good to to have. And there are other types of Kydex holsters. There's even lined Kydex holsters, and those are even better on the weapon. Of course, I think wear on a weapon in and out of a holster, that just adds character over the years. <laughs> little patina. little patina. Yeah. And um, you you go look at that forty five and the wear that's on it, and, and it actually has the uh, darker spots on the grips on it that come from the oil on my hands over all of those years mm-hmm. of carrying that gun, especially in law enforcement. Now, there's a hybrid holster as well, and a hybrid holster blends together leather and kydex. I see. Now, the Crossbreed and Alien Gear, both are good holsters. They have a leather backing portion that's wider than the holster. Almost like a paddle, kind of? It's like a paddle, Mm -hmm. but it, it inserts down into your pants. And these are tuckable. You can actually wear these with a dress shirt. Mm-hmm. And they don't leave that, that printing. Yeah, yeah, you just blouse your shirt just a little bit on mm-hmm. both sides, not just on the side you're carrying the gun on. Right. And it just looks totally natural. How about that? I've actually had another law enforcement officer miss it on me. He knew mm-hmm. I was carrying a gun, but he couldn't find it because it, I was tucked inside that. And it just looked totally natural. So if it's tucked inside and you've got a shirt tucked over the inside, how is it connected? How are you wearing that holster? Best way I can describe it is there is a J shape in the clip. You've got the part that goes over the clip. And then you've got the part that goes over the pants and belt and goes down for a few inches and then comes back up to attach to the holster. Oh. So your shirt goes between the holster and the pants. I see. And now it adds one step, and that's just pulling your shirt up if you need to access your weapon. But it it would be a great way for concealed carry, though. Oh, it's great for Mm -hmm. concealed carry. I've spoken publicly wearing that very same Mm -hmm. setup. Exactly. With a 1911. So that's a hybrid. That's a hybrid. It marries leather and kydex together. 
crossbreed and alien gear are both good providers of those holsters. So let's talk about open carry. I mean, I know we're talking about the importance of a holster and a proper gun belt, and we've been talking concealed carry. So let's move on over into open carry. Yeah, we've been talking both open and concealed, uh, especially with the uh, leather holsters. But open carry, it's legal in many states, including Alabama, where we live. And it's strictly a personal choice where both concealed and open carry are legal. And there's some considerations here. In a rural area where the residents are accustomed to open carry, it'll never be noticed. I mean, it's no big deal there. They're accustomed to it. But if you're in a city and you open carry, sometimes it can trigger people. Yes, my daughter and I were actually shopping in a Walmart. Uh, I I was out of state. She was in her home state. And uh, the gentleman in front of us that was checking out was not only open carry, but he was carrying a very highly decorative handgun. I mean, it was something to behold. It didn't bother my daughter or I. We noticed it. But that was the extent of our response to it. But the gentleman was getting some glaring and fearful looks Mm -hmm. just from some of the other patrons, you know, of the store. And they just they immediately went into this almost like an OMG kind of face. And like they're not accustomed, like you said, it's not a customary thing to see that in a big shopping center, you know. And that partly has to do with where. See, in the northern part of our county, it's not uncommon at all. But I can see that because there's a lot rural of and farmland. Farmland and good old country boys. But south of us is, is a Walmart that would probably draw some attention it, if it you would. wore it in there. It would. So just be aware that if you choose to open carry, make sure you're legal to mm-hmm. do so. And, and we, uh, yeah. we've gotten calls of man with a gun yeah. and dispatchers doing what dispatchers do well, started getting more information. Well, what is he doing with that gun? Nothing. He's just standing but there. He, he's <laughs> just standing there, but he is wearing a gun. Well, you do know that's legal. And a lot of people said, no, I didn't know that was no, legal. No, I didn't know the it ignorance was legal. ignorance of the law. But, yeah. yeah. But, and, and I don't expect everybody to understand that, but if the guy's not got the gun out, Pointing it at folks, you know, no big deal. Mm -hmm. Just go about your business and stop calling attention. Just go about your business. Mm -hmm. Now, there's some pros and cons to open carry. Now, pros, it is the most comfortable, in my opinion. Okay. I mean, just simply because you're not trying to tighten it down close to you. and Well, I I snug it up, but it's not stuck down in my pants. It's not in my pocket. It's not on my ankle. Is just riding on my belt and a good belt and a good holster. And it is the absolute most comfortable. And it's the easiest to access. Well, obviously, look at it this way. You're a law enforcement officer and you carry your duty weapon outside, mm-hmm. open carry. And why do you do that? Because you have to have access. Well, it's quicker access. Mm-hmm. And it's more comfortable, especially when you're wearing that thing 8, 10, 12 hours a day. Well, you ought to see all the the gear he wears on his belt. I mean, he is geared up. Yeah, it's about 26 pounds, I think, on that belt, 24 or something like that. People, people. But anyway. Wow. So those are the pros. Now, here's some cons, and we mentioned triggering people. Yeah, you had just mentioned about the 
the man with the gun call. And some folks feel like they've got to respond negatively when they see someone legally carrying Mm -hmm. open carry and they just have something to say about it or they want to stir something up about it. Now, if you happen to be the person that's carrying the gun openly and the police are called to you, just comply with the officers. Okay. They will figure this out in a minute. They know that open carry is legal. If it's legal in your state, they're aware of that and just comply with them. They may check your permit. They might just stand there and talk guns with you for a minute because, you know, a lot of police officers are gun enthusiasts, not all, but just comply. Don't make a big scene with it. And everything should be fine. Well, how about those businesses that do exist? I mean, every business has a right to set their own policy regarding pretty much anything you can think of. Mm -hmm. There are some businesses that will clearly have posted on their front door, no firearms allowed. So if you're open carry and you're approaching a store that has posted a no firearms, what's your next move? Don't go in there. Well, I, I think, yeah. <laughs> go back to your vehicle and secure your weapon. Right now, Do, in other words, you may have a legal right to open carry, but you must follow the policy of the business you're entering. Sort of. Now, if it's concealed and they don't see it, no big deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, there's only I think it's California that has the thirty dash oh six signs. And if that sign complies to the exact wording, exact specifications of size, then that carries the effect of law. The rest of the places, that store has the right to say, you can't bring a gun in here. And if they find you with a gun, all they can really do, even if they call the police, is ask you to leave. Yes. I mean, it's not like you're going to be arrested or anything. Not if you leave. If you leave. Now, if you don't leave, if you, the firearm bearer, if you start trouble, then you're asking for trouble. Right. And anybody, gun or no gun, if you are told to leave that business, especially in front of the law enforcement officer, and you're then being trespassed in a sort, But if you don't leave that business, then you can be arrested for trespassing. Exactly. So just be comply with law enforcement and comply with the policy of the business. There's just no reason for you to stir this up. Yeah, I don't, even though I can openly carry in any location except the federal courthouse and the jail, I still respect that. Uh, If I'm going in, even in a no-gun zone, I'll at least cover it and have it where people are not noticing it. But I would still leave if they asked me to. Now, second con is that the bad guys know you're armed. So you're saying another downside to open carry. Right. Is, yeah, now people know who's got a gun. Exactly. So why is that uh, an issue? If I have to draw my firearm, I want it to be a surprise to them. Oh, okay. I mean, if if I'm if two guys come in robbing the place and they're pointing guns at us, that's not the that's not the time to try to outdraw someone who's already pointing a gun at you. I see. 
But if he sees that gun, he may just go ahead and shoot you to start with. Right, because you're an obvious target. I mean, you just they got to take you out. You may be a threat to him. Right. But I want it to be a surprise, and I want it to be on my time schedule. I see. Okay. Now, it doesn't mean I'm actually going to draw my firearm and fire unless I feel like somebody's life is imminently in danger. It might be there that my best course of action is just to be a good witness. Mm-hmm. True. But if they start hurting people toward the cooler to start executing, then we're going to have a different ball game going. But I want it on my timetable. I see what you mean. And open carry does not allow you to do that. Okay. Let's talk about concealed carry. Well, yeah, you were talking about inside the waistband, mm-hmm. outside the waistband. You touched on it just for a second. You mentioned ankle holster. Yeah, I used to carry a backup in an ankle holster, and I have several problems with it. The way my ankles are built, if I put it where I really need it to, it's going to slide down. Oh. And it also bangs against my other ankle. I don't particularly care for them. But now they are a pretty good option if you're sitting in a vehicle a lot. I know a lot of officers will carry an ankle holster, And if someone's walking up, they just drop their hand down instead of taking out their duty weapon. I see. And so it's just an immediate access. You just lift that ankle a little bit and draw that weapon. Now, they're hard to draw from while running. I would think so. (laughs) It's just kind of that's, you know, it's not very intuitive that way. You've got to stop and kneel down to be able to get that gun out of that holster. Talk to me a little bit about a shoulder holster. I was looking online the other day and I was looking at actually for women per, per se, not only a shoulder holster, but, and I'll just step sideways here for a second, but there's actually a garment. It's almost like a t-shirt that mm-hmm. has a shoulder pocket, so to speak. Technically a shoulder carry, but you're talking about an actual shoulder holster. And it reminds me of some of those seventies, television shows where you see the detective barney miller yeah his coat falls open and you can see that shoulder holster or they're walking around the office and they're all wearing shoulder holsters and nobody's wearing a jacket and they pick up their jacket on the way out yeah it's a great way to conceal and there's a number of options with those and i have a vertical that i can carry a six inch revolver in and hide that very well under a light jacket And that is held in by tension. And that's just really what it is. It's got a a leather piece that comes up over your shoulder and a strap goes around your back over your other shoulder and connects to your belt. I see. And that holds it in place. Okay. Now, later down the road, people got a little bit more creative and they did an upside down shoulder holster for small revolvers. And I had one for a long time, and I have no idea what happened to that. I'd love to have it back, love to have one. It carried the gun literally upside down, and so you just reach under your arm and you pull down. Okay. And the revolver was in your hand. Mm -hmm. Then they started making them that were horizontal. And so it fits in the length. Now, you couldn't carry a six-inch in it, obviously, because it'd be sticking out behind you, but... Anything that's not thicker than your chest would fit in that very well. And semi-automatics fit very, very well in those. It's got a thumb brake holster, a thumb brake snap on it. 
And so you just reach, grip the pistol, press the thumb brake, and pull the gun out. Now, what they did is they balanced the weight of that gun by putting additional ammunition on the other side. Well, see, that's just clever thinking. That's, that's good prep work right there. And, and not only does it give you more ammo, but it counterbalances the weight of the firearm mm-hmm. to some degree. Not totally, but it sure does help. It helps to cl- even it out, maybe. Right, right. And so a shoulder holster is a good option. I, I do enjoy wearing some of them some of the times. And depending on what gun I'm carrying, if I carry that six-inch revolver, it needs to be in that shoulder holster if I'm going to conceal it. That really doesn't work very well for an inside waistband carry, even at 6'4". Not if you want to sit down anyway. I see. Let's talk about dressing around a firearm. Sometimes we have to choose our clothing according to the location with which we're carrying that gun. Mm-hmm. You know, tuckable for a tucked holster or uh, it, whether you're carrying open carry or concealed carry, you do have to give some thought mm-hmm. to if you want to be, like you said, genuinely concealed, then you need to carry in such a way that you don't get that imprint of the gun. Don't be wearing your Lycra Spandex T-shirt and you've got a big Glock under there because right. it's going to shut. Exactly. Now, I was wearing a long sleeve shirt today to church. I was wearing pants and I was outside carrying a two inch 38 revolver. So what did I do? You did uh, what you do a lot. You put a, uh, you topped it with a vest, a lightweight vest. It kind of looks like a photographer's vest. Mm -hmm. It's got several pockets. It hangs down below, comes down below your belt line. It's a comfortable looking vest. A lot of men wear vests. And so there you were, you were open carry. But nobody could see your weapon. Well, I was outside waistband carrying, but I was carrying concealed. Got you. Got you. That's what I meant to say. So it was more, uh, and if I said open carry a minute ago, I stand corrected. I was outside waistband carrying, but concealed. Concealed, yeah. If it's wintertime, I can put my down vest over it or quilted vest. And if we're going somewhere out to eat and it's nice, I can put on a pullover vest that's more of a dress vest. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I select my gun. For those of us that have more than one, I will select the firearm that I'm carrying to match the dress. Yeah, sometimes you've worn a T-shirt and then thrown an open, unbuttoned flannel shirt over top of that. I have done that. But I will choose the weapon according to what I am carrying now i'm not going to carry a glock 17 inside waistband on a dress up shirt and tie event Mm -hmm. okay i'm going to carry something much smaller much lighter and much easier to conceal now let's talk about pocket carry well i was going to ask you about that when i saw it in the notes is there a pocket holster there are that goes you know that slips into your pocket there are and there are several types One is a sticky holster. What does that mean? It means it's sticky. Smart. Tacky. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what it means? I'll hold I'll hold my hand out so she can see. I'm gonna pop his hand, y'all. I'm gonna I mm, Yeah. mm. She makes me put my hand out sometimes. Put your hand right. Put your hand right. uh, Put your hand. (laughs) Yep, she got me. I got him. All right. it's tacky. And so when you draw the weapon, the holster 
because of the resistance to sliding sticks in your pocket. Well, see, now that's just smart right there. Now, there's also another one, and these are usually leather or Kydex, and it'll be a holster, and then it'll have a kind of a large hook on it. The way it's made, it will sit down in your pocket, even in dress pants, and not print. Mm -hmm. You're not really able to Mm -hmm. see that. Folks don't know if you have a cell phone in your pocket or what, right? but that hook will catch the inside of your pocket as you're drawing it and the holster stays in the pocket. That's clever. Wow. Somebody gave this some thought. Well, this has evolved over many, many, many years. Right. Personally, I like to carry outside waistband at about 3.30. That's if if my hip, if you figure 12 o'clock is straight in front of you, Mm -hmm. 3 o'clock is to your right, 9 o'clock is to your left. You with me? Gotcha. And 6 o'clock is backside. (laughs) 6 o'clock is backside. I don't like carrying them there. I have. But I carry about 3.30, which would be between the 3 o'clock. Sort of halfway between your right waist and... Just, around toward the back. Just a little bit Southeast. behind my hip is really what it is. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Now, if you really want to balance that out, then put an additional mag over at 8 o'clock. Oh, I see. So it's yeah. just behind your – and this is for right-handed. This would be reversed for left-handed. Mm-hmm. And I put them just behind my hip, and you can carry that magazine on one side, and you can carry that gun in the other side. But you want your magazine in your offhand side. Because if you have to reload, that's the one that's going to be doing the reloading. Yeah, right, right. Now, one thing we didn't put into here and really haven't talked about, and I thought about just a few minutes ago, and that is off-body carry. Yes, off-body carry. You're talking about putting it like in a purse or a bag or EDC of some kind? Exactly. There may be times that we cannot carry a firearm on our body but we still want to have it with us, and we may want to put it into a bag of some sort. Now, I think off body is too far away. If it's in a bag, if it's not on my body, I think it's too far away. The problem with carrying one in a purse, ladies, is that that purse can get snatched. Yes, usually first thing. If someone's going to try to mug you and rob you, what's the first thing they're going to take off you? Your purse. And if you're getting mugged, you really don't have time to get into your purse and find your gun. Mm-mm, no, you don't. You pull your shirt up and pull your gun out. Now, I know that they make handbags for people to carry a firearm in. They're mm-hmm. actually handgun bags. And, you know, I suppose in, in a perfect world, it's it's fine to have that sort of thing. And I don't have any, you know objection to it, although I personally don't want one, because if I'm going to carry, and I have, and I do, I'm going to have it on my person. Mm -hmm. And I agree with Mark, too, in the sense of, now, I used to carry in the bag, Mm -hmm. because that was my first foray into carrying at all. And so I had to kind of take that baby step, and then I began to realize the same thing. I said, well, you know, if I really had to pull this to defend myself, my loved ones, and it's 10 feet away from me or running away from me with a person who maybe they're not hurting me, but there goes my bag. But you just put another gun on the streets. I know it. So it's like, yeah, I need to be it. You want where you, you want it where you can pull it when you need it. Yeah. And I even equate this with putting it in the glove box. A lot of folks carry them in the glove box under the seat. 
I just think it's too far away, and I don't have total control over that thing. And it's, it quite likely could be stolen out of your vehicle. And we've had that happen, and mm-hmm. that is a problem. But anyway, back to, to this. I There are some fine bags that are designed for carrying firearms. And if the fanny pack ever comes back, I have a leather fanny pack holster (laughs) that you just grab the Velcro and it'll carry any size firearm we have. And I just, so folks help me with the fashion there. Let's bring the fanny pack back. Let me think about that for a minute. (laughs) No. Okay. No. Well, one more thing before we go. And would you address women carrying firearms on your body and share with them the way you do it? Yes, I have decided upon and really like a product called the Belly Band. And the reason I like that is because I often wear clothing that has no belt loop, no pocket, no other kind of way to put a gun belt, per se. No no waistband that has any structure to it that would hold a holster. And women, you can agree with me that a lot of our fashions are just not built for that type of application. So I also realized, too, that a belly band is a type of a holster that goes completely under your clothes. You could be wearing a shirt, a dress, a skirt, what have you. And you can have this belly band. Yes, it's under your clothes, but it's right up against your body. It's Velcro adjustable. And when you were talking the other minute ago about the comfort level, Mm -hmm. when I'm wearing the belly band, of course, when I first put it on, I feel it. But literally in two minutes time, I do not know it's there. I have a firearm that is secured in the belly band with a snap tab over the grip of that handgun so my handgun is not going to just fall out you know you have to unsnap it to you get could it hang upside down and yours would not come out i do highly recommend the belly band i i like the way that if i needed to get to it i can get to it fast when i'm traveling and if i have to have a restroom visit i don't have to take anything off i just adjust and then readjust and i'm good and you mentioned that shirt a while ago that has the pocket and it's all it's it's not spandex but it's very stretchable and it has a holster built in under the arm Mm -hmm. those would be good for ladies if you're wearing an open front not open front but a button down shirt if you're in a situation don't worry about unbuttoning those buttons just snatch that open enough to get your hand in there and get to your gun exactly so that that's an option there's one other option i've seen for women and that is a bra holster. Yes, they do make a bra holster. And there's a two or three or four different pocketed ways that they've mm-hmm. created them, designed them for uh, ease of you know ease of access, I should say. Now, it doesn't work wearing a full length dress because you but it does work. Just pull your shirt up and grab your gun. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you need a gun, that's not the time to be modest. Exactly. Yeah. Right. There's bigger issues. Right. All right. Anything else that we've not covered or you want to say tonight? Well, again, we want to reiterate that the carrying and the bearing of a firearm is a personal choice. We choose to do so. If you choose not to, we respect that. And that's fine. That's perfectly all right. And we do believe that for those of us that have chosen to do so, to do it responsibly, to do it legally and to train, train, train. And we'll see you next time.
You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. You can email us at info at practicalprepping.info. And our website is practicalprepping.info. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.